Hey everyone and welcome back to the Sarah Rose podcast. Uh, today's a very exciting one for those who may not know I am a chartered accountant and I do get asked accounting questions from my friends but they're all about tax and while I am an accountant I'm not a tax specialist and it's a time of year when everyone's doing their tax return people want to know how to save money as they should and I think it's going to be such a great idea to have this lady on. So for this episode it's very much an educational one I have the gorgeous Mairead on who is the brains behind the page the tax nerd if you haven't heard the tax nerd it's a page on Instagram that gives off loads of advice on tax in Ireland and it's honestly such a fabulous resource so if you don't follow it you absolutely should because even as an accountant I do learn so much and it reminds me of things and I just think it's a great tool because we're not taught these things in college and if you don't you know, if you're not studying in this subject area, you really just don't know. And it's a, a very important part of life. So with that being said, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks so much, Sarah. Yeah. My, um, so uh, my name is Maraid or maybe known as the tax nerd, if you do follow me on Instagram. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for having me on and those lovely words. That was <laughs> very nice. <laughs> good, good pitch for my uh, page. Yeah. <laughs> good plug. <laughs> Yeah, has to be done. I think it's, and you know, it's something that's so needed and it's shocking that there's not more out there on this. Even actually when you, when I Google questions on like the revenue, it's so difficult to get straightforward answers and I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It is just, yeah, it, it is not an easy area to, to get information on. And, and even if you do get the information, it's really not straightforward then. So yeah, yeah no, tax is definitely, um, an area that is really not accessible to people even though it affects us all literally like every yeah. stage of your life there's a tax consequence in the background yeah. unfortunately so yeah it's um it's definitely something that I think should be more out there for people and um... so <laughs> for the people who follow you and they want to know a little bit more about Maraid and how you came across how you you know why you started up the page and what do you do obviously you work as an tax specialist on your day-to-day but like what's your passion behind the page why did you set it up what's your goals for it like you know give us give us the insider story um so I am an accountant like yourself um so I did the professional accounting exams and I also did the tax exams um and I also studied accounting in UCC so I think it was when I was doing my final tax exams so I had obviously, not obviously, sorry. So during college, I would have touched on a bit of tax, then went in, worked in tax professionally for the last four years in a big four firm. Um, so I would have done the accounting exams, would have taken the tax elective there, so studying tax, then went on and did the professional tax exam. So again, learning more about tax and worked in tax. And I remember I was learning some relief, tax relief, the conditions for a relief for like the hundred time and I was like this isn't like this can't be like I can't have to try figure this out again I was like what hope do non-tax people have I was like this is just not easy and I'm someone who was studying it for maybe eight years and working in it and seeing it every day so yeah. I kind of just was like there's something like there, there just isn't enough information out there for people so I was just said I'd start the page and just with the idea of getting the basics out there for people like another thing like you said your friends would ask you I would have friends asking me family asking me you know tax questions and things like that and sometimes I noticed people asking me and they're nearly 
nerve is asking me as if they should know they'd nearly be embarrassed sorry not nervous but like yeah oh, wait, I'm not sure about my pace let's say I don't know would you mind taking a look you know nearly whispering in my ear um yeah. nervous about it or that they should know but it's like don't be embarrassed you are n- it's never explained to you ever yeah. like it's not thought in school unless maybe you are in task but even at that I found it yeah. confusing so I just thought I set up the page number one to make people aware yeah. of how they're taxed and maybe most importantly what tax they can get back um and number two um to to just kind of demystify it a bit and um and make it less scary because people are scared of it too so yeah I just started the page I tried um I tried to make it anonymous to be honest um <laughs> first you know, like the nerd, no one will know who I am this is great yeah. I set up a total separate Instagram page and I was telling a few of my friends like, right I created the page and then a friend of mine who's actually being on straight out was following it straight away. Like, how does he know? I was like, how did you know? And he was like, well, I got a <laughs> notification that Maria Driscoll has just done the tax nerd. So I was like, oh, well, that goes out the window. So initially, <laughs> oh, well. so initially I, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to get the information out there. And, you know, I didn't have any expectations for it whatsoever. You know, I was delighted with my 30 followers and you know someone asked me a question I was like oh my goodness this is fantastic yeah. I'm going to tell them you know I was like yeah. even if I helped one person get taxed back that didn't know about it I'd be happy um Absolutely. but it actually just took off it and um, everyone seems to be interested in tax I think uh, so especially if you think you might have money owed to you um yeah. so yeah it just kind of grew in the last year a lot and different things popped up um you know on JFM and podcasts and lovely experiences like this so um yeah it, it's it, it's been great and I think it has um like the feedback has been good I think you know people appreciate that it's kind of in plain English because it is yes. it isn't easy um to figure things out number one when you're going to figure it out but number two a lot of people just didn't know you could claim tax back on certain things you know and there's a lot to lot to claim back on and Yes. We pay a lot of tax in Ireland. So, Ireland know, kills me. There for the taking. Oh, like, do you know when you when I was learning about capital gains tax and all that, I was angry. I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. It's like when you were getting hit by all these angles, I'm like, this is horrific. How does anyone make any money? Like, it's, it is, yeah. it, Ireland is ruthless in the tax department, definitely. It, yeah, and that's the thing. It feels so unfair. Like, I mean, yes, it is. I like the thoughts that you could make a hundred thousand euros and walk away with forty eight thousand after tax. When you when you say it like that, it's 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 criminal, um, or less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, exactly. Hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It is upsetting. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's, it's so. I think it makes it. It's no surprise to me your page grew so fast. It's absolutely no surprise because first of all, you set up a page and people have there's massive demand for this information but second like you said you do put it out in layman's simple a b c d language and even for me as an accountant who's done you know tax exams it is so yeah. important to label it. like when I go to learn it and it's in that so much jargon you have to break it out very plainly yeah. to understand what's being asked and then build it up to the language that you have to speak in do you know what I mean um oh exactly yeah, and, and, it, and like it, it comes obviously from the legislation, the Irish tax legislation. So that's written in really old English. So I don't know if you've ever read the legislation. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. I've looked at it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's not straightforward. So yeah, yeah, it's just, I think it's important that everyone has a rough idea. Like it's not fancy tax planning. It's just, you know, yeah. basics. Um, and that's and a really spot things as well. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, 
we'll get into it in a minute how you are taxed as an employee but you know mistakes can happen I've had so many people get on to me that they're due massive tax to revenue because of a mistake and you know if you had a quick look at your payslip and you had roughly an idea what you should see you know that could save a lot of hardship so yeah I think I think everyone should rough have a rough idea anyway so yeah and I saw actually passionate a, about spreading the news. I know it is. I'm. I feel. I feel very passionate about it. I'm like this is people's money. It's their livelihood. They work very hard. Yeah. Think about how long we spend looking at flights, trying to you know get like twenty euros less, and all the things we do to save money. Like this is the yeah. number one way to get your money straight. Like so, but it's just difficult. Yeah. People kind of like avoid it. Um. But as well, I saw you were in the school. I'm um, teaching TYs about tax. That's brilliant. Like, oh, yeah, like, yes. God's work. I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I wish someone told me, like, honestly, yeah. up until years into working, I still wasn't for sure, I wasn't paying me tax back or anything. Um, so, yeah, um, um, Nikki Shannon, um, she's a lovely lady. She's a lovely um, page on Instagram. She, she's a secondary school teacher, so she asked me to pop in um, yeah. to her TYs. She has a life skills class which is yeah. class I thought um so yeah no and I, I do a couple of corporate talks as well um where I come in and just teach the employees about their specific payslip and again the basics but at least yeah you know when it's in front of you at least you know they absolutely have yeah so, so yeah. if anyone here is listening and they're teachers and they're in charge of their TYs this is a great idea for something to do for them that would bring you big brownie points with the principals I'm sure um yeah, yeah exactly so let's so I think a big focus of this podcast is going to be people's income tax because people want to know about their own income tax time of year tax yeah. terms what can you get money back on that's one big one we're going to touch mm-hmm. on we're going to touch on emergency tax how to know when you're get being emergency taxed how to fix it how to avoid it all that crack we'll touch on the pup payment um there's a few more questions in here and then we also got, I got questions on my page. You got questions on your page. We'll answer those. So that's the general thing. And then once we give all that information out, the, on the Tax Nerds Instagram page, there is a link to Zoom that you did where you exactly went through how to claim back your tax on revenue and you went through step by step. So we're going to focus on what money you can get back. And when you want to go actually go about doing it, go onto her page, get that link. I think it's like 12 euros. And it'll show you in a video exactly what to do. And I think that that's a blessing. So between the podcast and the Zoom, you'll be sorted. That's the goal. <laughs> sorted for life. Exactly. Exactly. So for people who don't know, because people, a lot of people, like they're starting off at knowledge scale zero with no knowledge. So yeah. do an introduction of in- income tax for people who feel completely clueless and, and just go through it. Yeah. Yeah. So and um, I think that is the best place to start with everything is just take a minute and take a second to come back to the basics. So income tax, surprise, surprise, a tax on your income. There is two ways the government takes the steel, steel <laughs> off us. Um, there is the PAYE system. I'm sure everyone has heard those acronyms and there is a self-assessment system. So the difference is one where you're an employee and one where you're self-employed. So if you're self-employed, you have to calculate your tax yourself and how much you owe for the whole year and hand that over to revenue yourself. Okay, it's your responsibility. However, when you're an employee, it's on your employer. It's their obligation. They it's their duty to calculate how much tax you owe and pay that over to revenue. So you're just left with what's in your account. You don't need to worry about it. That's the PAYE system. So pay as you earn. So you're paying it as you earn it. Um, if you kind of think of it that way. 
Um, previously, um, like years and years ago, um, in Ireland, you had to, like employees had to do it themselves as well. Um, but I don't think they trusted us enough. <laughs> I did not know. Computer farmers are like, nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, imagine having to like save all your tax paid in one go. Like, oh, ridiculous. Nightmare. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, at least that. So, yeah. That, that is how we're taxed as employees. I'm kind of more focusing on the employee aspect. Um, so you're taxed every time you're paid. So whether it's monthly, weekly, whatever, it's in your employer that pays it over. There's three things that's going to come off your beautiful salary um, before it goes into your account. So there's income tax, which is what we're talking about. But there's also USC, which is universal social charge and PRSI. So there's three things that you need to see. When you look at your payslip, if you don't see those three things coming off, problem. OK, don't be afraid to go and ask. I think that's a lot of things. People are nervous. Like, oh, sure, I don't understand. It's probably fine. No, yeah. you know, don't be nervous. Go and ask your payroll. You know, if that doesn't look right, should I actually should should I not be paying USC? And just a top tip here for anyone who is maybe just coming out of college and starting work for the first time. If So if you earn 13 grand or less, you're exempt from USC. You don't have to pay it. So if you have a part time job, if you're a student or maybe you're on maternity leave during the year, you only work for part of the year. If you're exempt from USC, if it's only 13 grand, which is great for students, they do that. They have this exemption, so they're never paying USC. But then when they start working full time, that USC exemption stays on in error. So they end up owing a load of tax at the end of the year. So anyone in this situation, if you look at your payslip and there's no USC on there, it should be an alert straight away because you are at the end of the day, it is your responsibility that you're paying the right tax and you have to pay it. So I just want to stress that because I've got so many messages from poor people and they're like, oh. I ran my my income to, and I owe like two grand revenue, like surely I can do something about it. I'm like, no, if you owe it, you because the exemption stayed on when they started working. That's yeah. the first thing. USC, PRSI and income tax. So income tax is the chunkiest bit that's going to come off. So that's your PAYE. And there's two rates. So there's the 20% rate and the 40% rate. 20% is also known as the standard rate. You can probably hear people banging on about the standard rate. It's the lower rate of 20%. And you can earn up to 36,800 at the 20% rate before you move into the higher rate. Um, and then if you earn over 36,800, it's taxed at 40%. So it's not the, it's just the balance between 36,800 up to say 40 or whatever you're on, that's taxed at the higher rate. So that is how that works. And then, so this is for a single person, sorry, just bear that in mind yeah. for a moment, I'll touch on that if you're married. <laughs> um, and then um, there's PRSI, which is 4% of your gross salary. So Another thing you, you should have an idea idea of is what you think your net pay should be. So if you're getting a new job, if you're getting a salary increase, you should have an idea of what you're going to see hitting your bank account. Um, and again, if that's kind of off, you can, um, you know, raise, raise yeah. it. Will you explain to people what the difference between net and gross is for people get confused when people reference that? Yes, yes, absolutely. So gross, your gross pay would be if you never have to pay tax. If we live in a beautiful world and they said major salary is 40,000 euro and I no tax ever came off and I took home 40,000 euro that would be that's your gross pay yeah and that's that's the basis for calculating all your tax uh, amounts your net pay is the amount that goes into your bank account so it's the amount left after they've taken away all the taxes that you owe revenue so yeah. that's the difference the net is what you can take away and spend gross is a fictional number yeah. that you it's, see on your payslip <laughs> it's it's so funny because like 
like he like my or my boyfriend or like people around me always get frustrated because they'll say oh I make such and such and I'm like that's before tax that money doesn't even exist I whenever yeah. I calculate anything I ignore any money that's over oh. like net tax because it, it's non-existent 100%. to me yeah so that's all yeah. you ever care about if you if you get a new job right now and they're offering you whatever if you type in income tax calculator I think PwC has one and you put yeah. in your you put in your salary whatever they offer you which is before tax and it'll you know are you single you, you answer a few questions it's very straightforward and that will spit you out what you're actually going to get on a weekly and monthly basis so that's yeah. an important tip ignore that is a course. great yeah 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 no that's a great tip there to use that PwC income tax tool or any of them because it just does it for you really quickly like I even use it yeah. like you're not going to calculate it out so yeah and then at least you have an idea of what you should be on and be getting what tax you should be paying mm -hmm. every month and every week yeah yeah exactly it does yeah so no that is definitely a good tip and yeah it is very upsetting uh, looking at your payslip when you <laughs> amount, what it could what potentially be yeah. or the other time or if you get a bonus it's very upsetting yes. as well because it's essentially 52 percent just knock it off in your head when you yeah. when your performance manager or whoever is like you're getting x divided by two <laughs> yeah that's what you're actually getting um, <laughs> so the difference between income and taxable income why don't we go there because okay now if, if you're if you're if you're still with us you know you make money you get taxed on it at a rate and you get your your gross figure which is actually your take-home pay so when you so that's one question then you will hear the difference between taxable income and non-taxable income that's another acronym that people hear and they might confuse so will you will you clear up that for people as well yeah so essentially taxable income is income that is subject to tax okay yeah um if you have you might have income that mightn't be subject to tax now it's it's rare to be honest yeah um that, that you would have that but taxable income is your income that's subject to tax so for example um you could look at your payslip and let's say you contribute to your pension yes um so on your payslip you'll see the contribution so you say your gross income is forty thousand but you contribute 10,000 to your pension. I'm completely making up these numbers. Like yeah. that. So your taxable income will, in that case would be 30,000, not the 40. So taxable income is the amount that's going to be taxed. Um, yes. so, and, kind of... and I think it's important because people don't understand why pensions are saving. And a pension is a saving yeah. because you're not paying tax on that money. So it's a relief. And there's a couple of things that fall. There's not many, but but pension is one of them. And that's that's another reason why pensions are very important to pay or to have that set up for yourself. Because you're also one minute on one side, you're putting money away for your future. So you're being very responsible young adult. And second, you're saving yeah. money. And how you're saving money is because it's reducing the amount of tax you pay. So you come home with more money. Yeah. And 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 it's kind of like you have two options. Do you want to give it to the tax man or do you want to put it into your pension pot for the future? Yeah, because they're the two options for your money if you don't use a pension. So if you have a thousand euro and you're and let's say you're in the higher rate and you're like, you know what, I won't bother putting into the pension. Grand, we're taxing it at forty percent. Here's your six hundred euro. Whereas if you're like, okay, here's my thousand euro, I'm gonna put it into my pension. That full one thousand goes in to your pension rather than the six hundred. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a good. It's yeah. It's exactly. a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer and. I, and and if and when we say you're on, like we mentioned the higher and lower rate so the more the the lower your taxable income is once you use up the so how the lower and the higher tax rate work is let's say 
I, I so what it was it is it is it thirty two thousand eight hundred it is now the lower rate thirty six thirty six eight hundred. So what's that saying? The first thirty six thousand eight hundred uh, amount of your income is taxed at twenty percent, and whatever is the remainder is taxed at the higher rate. So the lower money you have as taxable income is the less money taxed at the higher rate. So that's even another like double saving, in a way. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh, exactly. 100%. And you can bring, yeah, you can bring that down. So, you know, if you are, if you're earning 39,000, bring yeah. that down. So you're only paying 20% tax then. Yeah. Which is huge. So, yeah. Which you'll really see on your payslip. So, mm. yeah. So, so that's, <laughs> so that's, that's income tax in a summary and, and that's unavoidable. <laughs> so if you're in a job and you're working yeah. five, you know, this is going to be done for you. So now hopefully that's, clears up some of the basic questions about what's going on in your pace of every month now that's broken down you know month you know every two weeks or every month depending how you're paid but that's what's happening yeah. on your payslip you have your income yeah. minus the tax you pay which is prsi paye and usc equals the money you take home every month yeah just just to add that then there are tax credits um, yes, as well that you will see in your payslip. yes yeah yeah so so tax credits are our friends they're great things. Those people ask me about that. They're like, is that good or bad? I'm like, they're good. You want loads of them. <laughs> they're good. Okay. So they bring down the tax you owe. So everyone is entitled to a personal tax credit and an employee tax credit. So that's 1,700 each. And that reduces your tax bill. So again, if you're paid monthly, the 1,700 multiplied by two, divided by 12. Uh, so you should, on your payslip, if you're paid monthly, you should see a tax credit of 283, reducing yeah. your tax bill. Yeah, so that's, that's just the other bit element of the paycheck, but then that's it. Then that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I forgot. I forgot about tax and tax credits are great, um, and they're only relevant to the year. You you either use them or you lose them, but you're entitled to them, and they should yeah. be there. But they they only people talk think that I can claim. Can I go back and claim back tax credits? You can't. It's it's in the year. However, moving on to what we're going to talk about now, doing your tax turn, you can claim yes. back. Isn't it three years you can claim yeah. back your tax turn? Okay. Four, 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 brilliant. Better yeah. again. So better, again. <laughs> better. So if you're you're listening to this now, you're like, fine, okay. I think my paycheck's are looking okay. Um, I want to do my tax turn. I want to see how much money I'm due back. I want to claim back as much money as I possibly can. And this is the number one question I got and I get, and I want to know even for myself because I learned something new every single day. You can yeah. earn a tax. You can get tax back on things you pay, which is where whatever the cost of the item was let's say it's braces and we'll get into it the government will pay you back 20 percent of that tax you know depending on yeah. what it is so as much as we can in this podcast we're going to tell you everything that you are entitled to get taxed back on and i know this is like the money piece so get your pen and paper this is the important part i feel so yeah take it yeah. away <laughs> absolutely so just just a quick a background to that so we mentioned there's tax credits your personal and your PAYE use them or lose them in the year they're automatically done for you in your payslip okay you don't need to go and claim them but what you're mentioning there are these additional tax credits that you can go and claim but you need to just file a tax return on ROS which is easy okay so the, the tax credits you can claim the first one and the biggest one is medical expenses your health expenses this is so broad I, and nearly every time I read that list on revenue there is something um else that I didn't realize so it is everything from the obvious things like going to the doctor 20% back um going to any consultations any medical consultations um x-rays hospital visits 
um, all the kind of obvious kind of health expenses yeah. that you think of. And the other thing that people don't realize, I think you might have mentioned, is prescriptions. So yeah. if you have a monthly prescription, it, it could be your pill prescription. For some people, for some reason, people are really surprised by that for some reason. But if it's a prescription from your doctor, yeah. doesn't matter what it is, you can claim 20% of that back. So that's huge if you're paying for yeah. these monthly meds, monthly, as I said, um, um, the word of contraception, sorry, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> um, you you know, <laughs> meds, our meds. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> or you, you know, if you just yeah. talk to the doctor and they give you an antibiotic or whatever, yeah. you can claim 20% back on that. Yeah. Um, so they're the kind of key things people don't think of in the medical. Yeah. But they're, oh, so you're trying to sorry for anyone listening there's a delay there's a delay in the zoom we're doing what we can and i i just i i just want to pop in there to further like drill this home if you have been to the doctor in four over the last four years i don't care if you went to the doctor every single week and you're paying 50 euros every single time you go see your doctor you were entitled to 20 percent of that 50 euros back so i so that is hugely important and i think that would blow people's minds because you go to you can go to the doctor quite often and also yeah. think about every single time you got a prescription, every month you're getting the pill, every time you got a chest infection over the last four years, every single one of those, you can get 20% back on. That's a lot of money when you don't know that you can get that. So I have one tip advice. This is something I do. I always go to the one pharmacy, my local pharmacy, every prescription, every pill I get through that pharmacy. And I'll be doing my tax return now for the last four years. And I just got a big print off of, of, of all of it. So I get, I have in one document, oh, over the last four years, I have spent X on prescriptions. So it'd be very easy for me to do my return. And that's a tip I give for everyone. Yeah. Don't be hopping around to different pharmacies, stick to the one. They keep it, they keep a record of that. They can pop your name into the system. It'll all come up. They print it off you in one lovely form. And that's that. In regards to your doctor, they might have, depending on the doctor, your local GP, they might have the resources for that. So my advice there would be to keep a, a track or get a little ask and they don't always give receipts either unless you request them and they can't backdate receipts. So just every time you go, get a receipt, keep them in a folder and they'll all be there for you. And that's two important tips I have for that. Yeah, no, that's because I do get asked a lot about receipts and things like that. And like you do need to have the receipt and you need to hold it for six years to make the claim. But that that is so true. If you can ring your pharmacy for the last four years, they're going to have it if you go to the same one. Um, so, yeah, that's a definitely a good way to keep on track and just get in the habit of it. Yeah. Revenue used to have a, an app, a tracker app, but they got rid of it. Why? They were just getting really advanced. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Too big for their boots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, um, so sorry, and- carry on down the list. I, I won't interrupt you anymore. Sorry, go on. No, no, that was brilliant. You know, that's such good advice because, you know, that's kind of a lot of the reason people don't do it. And sorry, I know you said if you go every week, even if you went once to the doctor, that okay. is a tenner in your pocket. That's three free yeah. coffees. Go get your money. You're fully entitled to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the obvious ones. Then there's other health expenses underneath that. So there's physiotherapy. Um, and underneath that, then there's, there's things you wouldn't think of. So like if, I go to physio, it's physio-led Pilates um, that I do, and you can claim 20% back on that. So, I mean, there's just so much there that you wouldn't think of. So physios, um, if you go to um, orth- any orthopedic, um, um, any opticians, opticians, dietitians, 
um, any any kind of medical profession essentially as long as they're registered um, you can claim back on that another one I get asked a lot about and I think it's really important is um, a psychotherapy or a, um, a psychologist so yeah. they aren't cheap um, and you do you are entitled to 20% back on those as well as long as they're registered practitioners so yeah. this has happened to me loads I'll say to someone like oh have you ever claimed tax back ah oh, no sure I wouldn't be do anything and I'm like oh really have you never gone to the doctor and I'm like I like, what would I have? Yeah. Okay, have you ever? You know, I was like, yeah. and then they're like, oh my god, I've actually. You know, have you ever gone to any yeah. medical professional with with a qualification? Do you go to therapy? Is your therapist registered? Yeah. Then you can get twenty percent back on your therapy. Exactly. <laughs> like, so don't be so soon to say you don't. Like, go look yeah. and check. And everyone sure. except the vet, almost basically any medical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been asked about the vet actually I'd say, I'd say yeah <laughs> right I was like unfortunately not unfortunately not no but everyone else any I, I, I it's so extensive I can't think of someone you can't get that 20% back other than like I said yeah. a vet. anyone who's licensed you can get 20% back and yeah. you're talking with them which is fantastic yeah I yeah, um, another one, they're just kind of not normal ones, I suppose, would be IVF and things like that, which are huge, anyone listening, it's a huge cost to people, so there is money back on those as well, um, and another one I wanted to mention there was, um, it's escaped me now, oh my gosh, there's another medical one. That oh, dentist, dentist gets a little bit, oh yeah, so, so let's put, so you can absolutely get money back on the dentist for non-routine procedures. So will you explain yes. the difference between routine and non-routine so people can understand? Yeah. Now, I think this is unfair, but um, yeah, yeah. so you, you can't get it back for routine dentist procedures. Routine things are like scaling, cleaning, fillings. You cannot get any money back on that. But if it's a non-routine procedure or once-off massive procedure, then you can get 20% back, which is good because they're usually expensive. Yeah. So if you crowns or root canals, things like that. Braces. And then... Um, braces which is a huge one people yeah. like if you've paid for them yourself or um you've a child or something like that that's 20 percent back as, as well that's huge and it's not just braces it's invisalign it covers invisalign it covers all those six yeah. smiles all of those loads 20 percent back on does it cover veneers cosmetic ones that fall under the cosmetic nope. one okay so anything that's no, unfortunately not non-routine but nothing that's cosmetic and thankfully braces yeah. don't fall under cosmetic which is debatable yeah Thankfully, they don't. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. They yeah. don't, yeah. Yeah. I've actually got asked um, a, a few times on, on my page about, you know, implants and, you know, cosmetic surgery. And unfortunately, they don't give us money back. <laughs> yeah, that, would be, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, getting their transplants. My yeah. highlights. Yeah. We'll be popping over to Turkey every week then. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's I'm so sorry, weird. just another one. Yeah. Sorry, on the medical as I'm on it, just that people wouldn't be aware of. If you have any dietary special dietary requirements so if you are celiac or you are um lactose intolerant or diabetic you ha can get 20 percent back on speciality foods which is huge oh so, my god i didn't know that i know yeah i have a friend yeah, who's celiac yeah. oh my and she can get every bit yeah. of grocery she buys that she buys specific for celiac she can get 20 percent yeah. back are you joking me no yeah Mad. i know it's I know speciality on her speciality foods for her condition, as long as she's been prescribed from a doctor or a medical yeah. practitioner that she has to eat yeah. those the same gluten-free foods if she feels yeah. Not then, to yeah, exactly. diagnosed as being gluten intolerant. You have yeah, to exactly. like, <laughs> the doctor has to yeah, sign off on it. But like you catch like no yeah. carbs for marriage, like yeah. <laughs> wouldn't cut it like <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that's huge because like they are more yeah. expensive and if you are properly suited like, you do have to go out of your way and you probably have to go to places like done stores where shopping's a little bit mm. more expensive so yeah so keep it your is. receipts and get your highlighter yeah. out whatever is a branded celiac and there's you know whatever you can get away with like add it up oh my god I didn't know that oh, yeah Pop so much money yeah. right mm. we'll we'll yeah. keep going down the list is there is there anything else uh, so on the medical side now, um, nothing more is jumping out of me there. Now it's a massive list. It's worth going on having a look if there is a medical procedure undertaking something that you want to have a look at. But okay. just to make sure that that there is a big extensive list there. Now what I'm just going to mention is um, um, obstetricians. So unfortunately, there is no tax back on that, which is. But there is on laser. For the, but but there is on laser exactly. So if you ha- have got laser eye surgery again, that's a massive procedure. Um, yeah. Twenty percent back on that. So definitely. Right. Where is this list on revenue? How do people how do people find it? So if you just Google um health expenses revenue, it'll pop up and you Perfect. click on that and it'll go through. It has a list for you. I have a list on my page as well. Um if you want to go through what you can and you can't. Brilliant. Claim. Is there other than dental medical, is there any other categories people can claim on? Yes. Um okay, so medical, as I said, is huge. So go have a look because there has to be something over the last yeah. four years. <laughs> Um, the next one that's quite popular that people don't know about is flat rate expenses. So this applies to over 200 professions and you'd be surprised the professions that are on there. Um, so initially it was for maybe um, professions that were in, in jobs that required uniforms and tools and things like that. But it's actually much broader broader than that. And if you didn't know about it, you can go back and claim for the last four years. That can be a nice little um some money going into your account um some of the professions now off the top of my head um teachers doctors nurses um dietitians OTs, journalists mechanics um carpenters if you are a student and you're working part-time in a hotel the hotel trade bar trade if you work in retail shop assistant um um, if you're an engineer, I'm not sure if I said engineer already. So there's a massive list and it's worth going on and having a look to see if, you, if you're entitled to it. Accountants aren't. Oh, I, was, I was getting all excited <laughs> for a second. I was like, I would definitely know how many could. <laughs> yeah, like, very mean. Like, back for my, you know, suit for the office. Um, but what, um, what, we're, what we're, one of the things we're talking about here, I mean, I don't know the full extent. I mean, there's so much there. I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but I do know, for example, Let's say you're a uniform nurses. If you have bought your uniform yourself, you can get you can get taxed back on that expense. Is that correct? Yes, it's a flat rate expense. So flat rate meaning revenue have agreed the amount, regardless of the cost of the uniform. Okay. This is the agreed amount that revenue are giving nurses, let's say. So that's kind of how it works. Okay. So you don't need receipts or anything. You don't need receipts. Okay. So for so oh, so you don't need any receipts. So if, if I'm sitting here and I'm a nurse and I have I've May I've I've spent money as a result of my profession. I'm entitled. Am I entitled to a flat? So let's say I don't know what the flat. Do you know what the flat rate is off the top of your head? Or is it's it different, different for each profession? Okay. Yeah. So let's say for example, it's two hundred euros. Are you saying that yeah. if I'm in a nurse right now and I've I've had to incur expenses as part of my job? Let's say I had to buy a new type of hat or something, whatever it is, or a new pair of type of gloves. I'm entitled to 200 euros from revenue just for being a nurse and incurring this expense and I don't need a receipt. Yes, exactly. Now I'm just going to stop. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. But the only thing there, it's not 200 euro. It'll say 200 euro. It's a tax relief, not a tax credit. So it's 20% of that that you get back. So okay. I just want to highlight that because people get really excited. It's like, oh my God, I get 200 back from revenue. But it's 20% of whatever amount yes. of revenue you have on their list that you actually get back. 
but correct regardless of how much you spend you're entitled to so the flat rate amount it's an it's it's worth that's worth taking note of if you're that's a lot of professions in ireland that you just mentioned so if whatever that flat rate is yeah. it's euros, you get 20 percent back it's 40 euros what that's telling you is that just for being who you are and the job you are you're more or less entitled to 40 euros obviously of course if you've incurred an expense but that is what we're saying here so yeah if you're a nurse and you're like i have no tax back well you've at least 40 euros coming your way yeah and if you've that's never true. done it multiply that by four last four years that's, oh my exactly yeah that's that's a brilliant one okay yeah <laughs> i feel like there'll be a lot of people smiling <laughs> to that that one um hopefully right. So there's, so we've medical, we've dental, we've the flat rate expenses for, or the flat rate relief for certain professions. Yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah. yeah, another one that people aren't aware of is medical insurance relief. So you would have been entitled to this when you were working in the big four. Um, I'm not sure if they're the Irish ones, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, loads of people aren't aware of this. Um, so if your employer pays for your medical insurance on your behalf, then you are, you are entitled to tax back. So it's called tax relief at source. So if you took the, if you took out medical insurance on your own privately, you get tax relief, but it's at source, meaning, so when the insurance company said, look, it's a thousand euro for your insurance premium, they've already taken the tax off. So you get tax relief. However, you miss out when your employer pays it for you because you're not getting that tax relief at source. So you have to go and claim that back yourself. So right. if your employer pays your health insurance, you're entitled to some tax back how would they calculate the tax back on that insurance or how would they know if let's depending on the plan they're on can you give some insight into how yeah. they figure that out yeah so the max you can get back is 20 percent of a thousand euro or if it's less if your policy is less than a thousand euro it's usually not so so yeah. that's the amount you'd get back 20 percent of a thousand euro so what you do is when you're on ROS in the medical insurance relief section you type in how much your policy was that your employer pays for you loads of people ask me how do i know that the amount on your payslip you'll see it on your payslip pay it'll be called the bik um so you're, that means you're being taxed on that benefit so a bik just as a side there if your company pays anything for you it's taxable unfortunately yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Benefit and> <laughs> exactly um, um but yeah so that's what you do you put in the amount and then you get 20 percent of the thousand brilliant that's for, i didn't know that <laughs> i'm excited i way too much to laugh this call i've been putting it off i was like this will be the one now i'm definitely going to learn yeah. something here um right okay we'll keep there's a lot here so we'll, we'll keep going with it what else can you get relief on yeah another big one is the working from home relief so yes. that's the big one at the minute with everyone working from home now i'm not going to lie this one everyone gets very excited about this one but it's <laughs> not as it's not as valuable as the other ones so next year it's going to be better for 2022 but for last year let's say you work from home for the whole year you're entitled to 30 percent of your broadband cost for the year and 10 percent of your light and heat costs for the year but that is apportioned by the number of days you worked from home and then you only get 20 percent of that answer okay you don't need to do the maths okay you don't need to all you need to do to make this claim is to put in the total of your tax bill for the year and the total number of days and then revenue calculate how much you're due say that again what how do you do it you say your yeah. total so, or oh no sorry so you'll you'll have to put in the total cost of your broadband bill yeah for the year 2021 you'll put in the total cost of your light and heat for the year yeah. 2021 you'll type in then the number of days you worked from home yeah and then revenue will do the calculation they'll calculate yeah how much you're owed this is a question i actually got asked my box and what they wanted to know was if they're sharing a house with people, how does that affect this calculation? Yes, I get asked that a lot. So 
as mentioned, you need receipts for everything to make a claim. Revenue do expect you to have receipts in holding six years. Um, and it does need to be in your name. However, revenue do recognize that people are in shared living and, and things like that. So as long as you can prove that you paid it, so maybe you've both paid to the landlord or something like that, um, as long as you can prove that you've paid it, or if you are in shared living and one of you may as well just claim it, if it is in one of your names, just put it through in their return and then just split the refund for it. And um, but you can claim it's not in your name as long as you can just prove that you've paid it. Okay. Like bank transfer or revenue transfer or something like that. Anything like that. Okay. And when they're putting that in, do they put in the full amount of the bill or do they have to divide it? Yeah. By they put in the full no, amount of the bill. Full. Ideal. So every every person that count in that house is claiming off the same amount. So if there's 200, let's say, for example. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, sorry. Sorry. I misunderstood you. Sorry. Yeah. If, if they're all claiming it, then no, you've just put in the portion you paid for. Yeah. Okay. So if it's 200, it probably makes more sense. But yeah. Divided by four. Yeah. That's your that's your portion. You put that in. How many days you work from home? It'll calculate it for you. Done. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're moving through them. Is there anything else that we can get <laughs> tax back on? Uh, yes. So there is um, tuition fees. Yes. So again, a big one. You know, if if um if you have children in third level education, so it has to be third level education. It has to be an approved course. Um, but you do get 20% back on that. Now, again, it doesn't sound, it sounds great as it sounds. Um, so um, for a full-time course, the first three grand is disregarded and you can only claim a max of seven grand per year. So let's say the course was 10 grand. You take away the first three, you're left with seven and you only can claim a max of seven. So 20% of seven is what you get back. Um, so yeah, tuition fees, that's a big one for people. If you have a couple of people yeah. in college, you know, you can claim that back or if you do a master's or a PhD or something like that, um, yeah, you can claim 20% back on that. Is that tax relief, is that, is that affected at all by the income of your parents? If your parents are over a certain income, can they still um, get that tax relief? Or if you have a certain, oh, yeah. can you, does it, it doesn't matter how much you earn, your parents earn as an individual, they're entitled to that 20% up to the, you know, 7,000 maximum. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I want to emphasize that all these reliefs are here by revenue. I have a lot of people saying to me, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to, I'd be scared now to, to annoy, annoy revenue or put something through. Don't, don't be afraid of it. Like if, if, if you owe tax for a year, then you're going to owe tax going to catch up with you anyway. You may as well get into the habit of claiming your tax every single year. These reliefs are there to be claimed as well, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't be daunted by go fully claim everything you're entitled to claim. Yes. Um so yeah, definitely. Brilliant. There, and there is, <laughs> is there is there anything else that we can think of that we? Uh, there's one. There's one more. Now it's kind of gone now. But if anyone had a receipt, uh, the stay and spend scheme. Great idea by the government at the time, but sure they only had it running while we were in lockdown. Yeah. Um, but there was a small window. Um, in October 2020 to December 2020, if you went yeah. to a hotel or a restaurant or anything like that, you could claim 20% back on it. I actually did. Um, I was away for one weekend with, with the girls and we got 20% back. Um, so if you did, you could even ring up the hotel if you did stay in hotel. Um, from October 2020 to December. October 2020 to December 2020, is it? Yeah, well, it ran until April 2021, but we yeah. were in lockdown the whole time. So, so nobody was, was, yeah, <laughs> was doing anything. Um, that's, yeah. that's absolutely brilliant. And I feel like there's a lot of people who are going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe I can get tax back on these things. So that's yeah. absolutely amazing. So thank you very much for saying that. Let's get some due dates done. If I'm okay, if I've listened to this now, I'm like, great, I'm going to do my tax return. 
when do I have it to have it done by? So when is the due date? So it's 2022. So you can do your tax turn for 2021, 2020, 2019, 2018. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. So yeah. So you're claiming for those anything incurred from 2022, from January 2022 on, that would be a next year's tax return. So we're talking about 18, yeah. 19, 2021. Yeah. And, and when do they have to have their to get their money back to do their tax return, see if they can get anything back, claim all they can claim. When do they have to have that done by? So you have four years to do it, right? Yeah. So if you think about it, so at the minute, the four years are 18, 19, 20, 21, as you said, you have until the end of this year to claim for 2018. Yeah. Next year, it'll be 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. So you have four years to claim. And another thing actually that people get onto me about is they're like, like, like they, they're like, oh, great, I claim medical expenses, brilliant, put it in there. And then they're listening to this and they're like, oh, I didn't realize I claim medical insurance. Like, but sure, I've already submitted it. I'm like, that's no problem. You can go back and amend it after four years as well if you want. So if you did have a stab at it and you're like, oh, I forgot to put in working from home, Reeve. I forgot to put this in. You can go yeah. back and amend. But yeah, you have four years to do it. Perfect. And when, so for this year now, when do they have to have it done by? What's the date? Is it 31st of October as well for, for doing your tax? Oh, do you mean for, sorry, you mean for self-employed? Well, not sorry, but not just after, but like doing just doing my tax turn. Is there a date I have to have it done by to get the money off revenue or at any point in the nope. year? Any point nope. in the year. Any point in the year. Yeah, any exactly. Sorry. Any point. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So because yeah. I feel like people hear tax season in the year. Oh, it's people hear yeah. these things. It's it's white noise. That's to America. It's to do with companies and pay and file. That has nothing to do with if you're an individual paying your tax. You can do it at any point. Unless you're self-employed. Unless yeah, you're self-employed. exactly. Then it's 31st exactly. where you have to have everything in yeah. mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But us mere employees, you can do it whenever you want um, within the four years. There's no particular time. Brilliant. No, that's perfect. I one one question about the receipts. So when we say you have to have receipts, and correct me if I'm wrong, you have to have the receipts. And do you have to upload them onto revenue when you do your tax turn? Or do you, is the obligation that you just have them? And at any point in the next six years, revenue can call on you saying, hey, you said that you had this, show me that receipt. So that was the case um, up until 2021. You didn't actually have to upload them to claim them. You just had to have them there in case revenue came knocking on your door. However, I think from 2022 now, you do need to upload the receipts in order to make the claim, unfortunately. So does this mean if I'm doing my tax turn for the last four years, 18, 19, 20, 21, I I don't need the receipts, but from 2022 on... For, so so if, if, if you're going to claim tax and you've all these things, strong advice is to do it this year because from next year on, when you're doing yeah. your 22 return, you have to have every receipt back up everything you're saying. So unless yeah. you're one of the lucky ones that revenue comes knocking on your door saying, hi, oh, you show me those receipts. Yeah. Um, obviously, and, we encourage honesty, but just so you know, you do not need to upload them. Yeah. You just have to keep them on your person. Yeah, and I, I, sorry, just on that as well. So previously you'd have to wait for the tax year to end the tax year for us employees runs from January to December and um, revenue will look at your total tax you paid for the year um, and how much you earned and then you put through your expenses or whatever you're claiming and then they'll let you know at the end a balance how much they owe you if you've overpaid underpaid Um, and before you have to wait until the end of the year before you could claim but now you can actually claim in real time oh January 2022 yeah if you want to claim in 2022, you don't have to wait till the end of the year. So if you pay for braces at the start of the year, um, you can put through that claim and make a claim. Now, the only difference is if you are doing your 2021 claim and you wait till the end of the year, 
the refund you're owed goes into your bank account cash. If you make a real time claim now, and let's say you're owed 800 euro, that 800 euro is added on to your tax credit instead. So you've an increased tax credit yeah. for the rest of the year. You've, you've touched on a really, a really good point because I remember um, last year it was one of my friends who was expecting tax back. She's like, oh, I'm going to get loads of cash in my account. But she got it in the form of tax credit. And I remember going back and forth. And she was like, I don't understand. Like, it, I, I'm, I'm getting, like, I, like I'm, I'm worse off now. And I was like, no, it's, it's irrelevant. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. So you explain to people, um, if, if they're getting cash, getting a cash in bank and getting an increase in your tax credit, which we talked about at the start which which you're entitled to two automatically is the exact same yeah. it's as good as getting into your into your hand and will you explain why yeah. that for people yeah so as i mentioned there so let's say we, we all get that 1700 euro that we're entitled to and that reduces our tax bill um with with getting an increase in your tax credit instead of that being one seven it would be one two, sorry two whatever the math is two five yeah. let's say yeah instead okay so you'll end up paying less tax every month so you'll have more money going into your account so you'll have that 800 euro to say divided by 12 if you're paid monthly going into yeah. your going yeah. into your account that way yeah rather than getting it all in one lump sum people do prefer to wait for the lump sum um because yeah. you know 800 euro seems better than whatever it is more divided over 12 months, but but yeah. it is the exact same yeah you, <laughs> you are getting that money into your bank account it's just not revenue saying here's the money we're paying it to they're saying we're going to let you pay less tax over a period of time yeah. which is which is the exactly. same thing um but yeah. that's just nice for people to know because they might feel like they're getting swindled like you know like they're supposed to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like which i totally understand like but um yeah. that was a good point you touched on there sorry just to add that i get questions a lot from people as well um looking for tax back but they haven't actually paid tax um <laughs> so I, <laughs> Very, very you, yeah you'd be surprised <laughs> the amount of people that ask me that so i just want to make that clear you'll only get a refund or tax back if yeah. you paid it in the first place or paid enough of it in the first place yeah so just be aware of that so oh, linking into that so if you're thinking right great like i mentioned before i have all this information now how do i actually go and do it on revenue like i said go on the tax nerds page she did a whole zoom session showing you exactly how to do this your tax return on revenue so we're going to completely divert you there because it won't just be audio i'm sure it's videoed and everything so that yeah. is that is the resource to show you how because we don't have enough time on this podcast yeah. to do no. it all and it I know. Sound, <laughs> as yeah. fun as it is <laughs> i know i know it would just sound like gibberish in your ear you'd be like what the hell but yeah that's that's what's yeah. going perfect so um moving on so emergency tax what is it why are you charged it? How to avoid it and how to get it back? Yes. So I, I, you, I think you were mentioning get asked this all the time and I do also. Now, um, your payroll and everything is now done in real time. So this really shouldn't be happening very often. It shouldn't be happening as often as it is. But basically, you are emergency taxed if revenue don't have your PPS number or you don't have your employer registered with your, with your, with your PPS number. And they do that because they have no idea um what what to tax you or what your tax credits are so what they do is they just apply an emergency tax to be safe you're taxed at the higher rate from the get-go even if you earn only 20 grand a year they're going to start taxing at 40 percent and they're also going to take away those tax credits that i mentioned they're not going to give them to you because they're like we don't even know 
if you're Irish, yeah. if you're entitled to the tax credits. OK, so that's why that happens. Um, how to avoid it happening is if you change job, you need to make sure that your company, that your, your employer, sorry, is on your account. Um, your employer should do it for you. And you should also they should also um, have your PPS number and issue that to revenue. And they're given what's called an RPN number revenue payroll notification no one needs to know this sorry but yeah. if, if 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 your employer doesn't have that number then they don't know what to tax you and you get emergency tax that can happen when you know you might join the job during the month and it doesn't go in in time with the payroll run um so that can happen now when it happens so to avoid it try and make sure you get your pps number in before the cutoff for payroll and try and make sure that your employer is registered on your revenue you can log on and see that um if all else fails, if it still happens, if it's not in on time, um, usually by the time your second pay cycle comes along, when you're paid on a commutative basis, um, it will have cancelled itself out. So you'll get that refund in your next paycheck. Usually you get that money into your happen. account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so not yeah, like you'll get the refund in your next paycheck. Perfect. And how can you tell on your payslip if you are, if you're, if, if you don't really understand tax? And you don't know if you feel like it's a lot of tax. You don't know if you're being merged tax or not. How do you know? Yeah. So there's a we're taxed on three bases, right? Cumulative week one or emergency tax. So cumulative is kind of the normal one. It'll just say normal, but you'll see a little ER somewhere meaning emergency tax um, or E next yeah. to that meaning you're being emergency tax. You'll also see a lot more tax than you should. And you'll, you'll see that your tax credit is zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's the clear one. If you so, see tax credits are zero yeah. on your spaceship, Pay, pay slip and your pay slip then you know oh, something's funny here I'm definitely getting emergency tax but yeah um, so so shoot shoot your payroll an email and it sh it'll usually be sorted in the next one and right. if it's not you can pay back at the end of the year and there's no need to panic that's for sure you'll get it back okay do you need to because I know a lot of students I I do remember even when I started my job for South College I was emergency tax for the first one I thought I was getting loads of money yeah. and I got like 600 euros and I was like oh no I've rent to pay I was like what am I going to do yeah um, so it is very like, upsetting bring revenue do I need to I, I go into HR like so you're saying just pop off an email to HR you shouldn't have to get into contact with revenue just make sure on your RAS site you've your employer listed and then that you've given your PPS number to your employer HR department whoever handles your payroll yeah. let yeah. them know I'm after getting emergency taxed they should handle it by your next payslip. And if they yeah. haven't handled it yeah. by your next yeah. payslip, it's them you go back to and be like, I'm after getting merged yeah. again. Can you please make this a priority? Source that out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Perfect. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people panic when they see that money and they're like, oh no. Oh, yeah. They're kind of like, will it be like this forever? Will I get it back? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you, you will get it back and it won't be like that forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah. Will you go into the pop payment? I feel like there's a, there is a lot of questions on the pop payment and people are starting to see that affect their pay slips now. So will you please explain um, how the PUP payment that they've been receiving it for a year and a half, two years, whatever it is, how that's going to affect their pay slips? Yes. So um, there was kind of a difference between 2020 and 2021, um, how they collect the tax, how revenue affecting the tax. So number one, the PUP payment um, or the TWSS, so if your employer was on the TWSS, um, meaning that the revenue were paying your company and they were paying your wages rather than your company paying your wages or your employer rather sorry um this was all taxable income so no tax is being deducted any social welfare payments are the same by the way um they're all fully taxable okay so 
obviously the pandemic was such a panic that people just started getting paid all this money and they were like, okay, well, we're going to tax you. Kind of, they're kind of catching up on themselves. So if you received any POP or TWSS in 2020, first of all, we'll start with 2020, then how revenue are collecting the tax for that is from 2022, so from this year. So they're going to take your total tax bill and they're like, right, Sarah, you owe us a thousand euro. What we're going to do is those lobby tax credits that we that we give you, we give you 1,700. We're actually going to give you a bit less every time you're paid over the next four years to collect the tax that way. So okay. that's how they're collecting it for 2020. So you shouldn't feel it too much because it's over four years from 2022 to the next four years. Um, so you shouldn't feel it too much. Okay. So you know now if you have the pub payment for 2020, from 22 on, how you're going to pay the tax for that one year is going to be spread out from the four years starting 2022 on. And that's just for 2020. And how they're going to get their money back from 2021 is different, which is what you're about to tell us. So, yes, yes, exactly. So, so for 2021, what they started doing was if you were getting the PUP payment, and let's say you were on it from January to March, okay? Yeah. So you received um, a thousand euro from the government from January to March. Um, that's taxable. So I owe 200 euro tax on that, okay? Let's say. Let's say I went back to work then in April in 2021, the restrictions lifted. What they did was they they took that 200 euro off me straight away in real time in 2021. They didn't wait till 2022. They just reduced my tax credits straight away. So when people went back to work, they had no tax credits. So what revenue did was they they assumed that you had been on the that you had been on the PP for the full year, even if you'd just been on it for three, and they took away all that tax. So a lot of people have to get on to revenue to update them to be like I only paid and um, I was only on the PUP for say three months. Um, once, um, th- so that's how they were collecting in 2021. They kind of collect in real time. So you would have noticed a big that dip last year in your kids' <laughs> all about that already. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if it happened to you, you know all about it. But yeah, exactly. That's how they collected it in 2021. Now, if you were someone that was on it for the full year of 2021, that, then they wouldn't have had a chance to deduct it. So that, I think they're going to be spreading out that similarly to 2020 for the four years. If you were on it for the full 2021, okay. Hope I'm not so, being too complicated. No, I think I think that. I think I think we have it. So, so like we mentioned, 2020 2020, you're going to start paying that back this year from your the January pace have just gone, and you won't really know. Yeah. Well, unless you, unless you know exactly how much tax credits you get, but that will just be re- reduced slightly, so you'll pay a little bit more tax, and that's how they're going to get it back but they're spreading it out over four years so you really won't feel it so that's that's a great thing um if it, yeah. 2021 they hit you hard they were just taking it straight out of your pay slip you probably noticed it and you might feel like you probably took they probably took for the two years but it's important to highlight that because they actually only took for the one year so you actually are going to continue paying that back over the next four years so it's actually important to know because people might think that because they got hit so hard in a very dramatic way doing. That they're yeah. done and you're not. Um, so that's actually very important that you clear that up. I didn't know that, so that's great. Um, yeah, and just <laughs> going back to claiming tax back, if you do have a tax bill because of the PUP, make sure you put any claims against that first to bring that down. So, yeah. you know, if you have, you know, medical or whatever, you know, put them through, that will bring it down and then you'll just owe the balance. So yeah, do that. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, brilliant. Um, what are some just other mo- like common tax questions you get? I do get a lot of questions on um, being jointly assessed um, yes. and when you're married and things like that. 
so many people are like, what should I marry her for her tax credits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, it's not worth that, to be honest. Um, so yeah. essentially, it's only beneficial in a nutshell. But I'm not going into detail next. I'd say anyone listening now is probably like, look, I don't want a degree in tax, but yeah. I'm here giving it. Um, essentially, if you are both high earners, meaning if you're both earning over 36,800, it makes no difference to you because you're both high earners and you both need your tax credits, okay? Yeah. If it's only beneficial where one spouse is earning substantially less, so earning like below the 36,800, in that scenario, the lower earning spouse can give some to the higher earning spouse so that instead of earning 36,800 at 20%, they yeah. can earn up to 44,000 yeah. at 20%, which is great. Yeah. So, yeah, so very quickly, it's only beneficial where one is not working or one is earning way Perfect. less. Now, in saying that, that can happen. You could both be higher earners this year, but maybe next year one of you you might go on maternity leave or something like that. So then in that year, it might be beneficial to swap over. Um, right. But yeah so yeah what we're saying is that like if you're if you if you decide to be recognized as a married couple uh, as a married couple if you, if you go if, rather than separate if you go joint you're essentially one person from a tax perspective so you can share tax credits you, like we said you exactly. either use them or you lose them in a year you can't hold on for three years so that might be very beneficial like we said for the person earning a lot of money because if you're not learning as much money you don't need the tax credit but if you're all both earning yeah. less money it, it doesn't matter what way they're going to get their money no matter what way you try to look at it so it doesn't really matter um it, yeah, but it's exactly. nice to know you can change that year on year that's very actually important yeah you can be joined you know not um separate depending on what suits you best so great yeah Perfect. you just need to get that in before march of the year you want to change right right so yeah. if it's january and you found out you were pregnant in october you know you're going to return to leave this year change yeah. to, to separate um or change to join yeah before march exactly um yeah. perfect i think we've covered the main areas we can get into the questions i have a few questions from people and then you've got okay. questions so we'll answer them yeah. but but, but yeah. so far brilliant thanks a million that was a, a load of knowledge for people this will be great i hope so <laughs> so they said, what is the story with setting up ABC for pension fees? So how do you, how do yeah. you give your uh, ABC is additional voluntary contribution? So we explain pension, additional contribution and setting all that up, please. So when you contribute to your pension to your employer, okay, you get tax relief on that automatically. You don't have to go and claim it. You get the tax relief because um, your employer will pay your, put your that amount of money into your pension pot before it's taxed. So you don't need to make an additional claim. However, if you are contributing to an ABC, which is an additional voluntary contribution, so you're volu- you want to put more into pension pot, you do that outside of work. So you'll find a financial planner, a pension advisor, and you you'll start paying into your ABC. You you need to go and claim the tax relief on that yourself. So you do that in the same section you claim your medical and everything else by doing your tax return at the end of the year. You complete the amount you've paid and you pop that in and then you'll get the relief for that via your ABC. Perfect. Same thing with PRSA, it's the same. Perfect. Um, and you can only contribute up to a certain amount um, pension a year. So will you explain what I yeah. mean by that? people who are confused with that? Yeah. Um, you can't just give as much yeah. as you want to the pension and pay no tax. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people might be like, geez, if that's the case, I'll put my whole salary into pension. I'll get all the tax relief no it's it's capped 
it's capped on your age, a percentage of the percent of your earnings based on your age. So yeah. um, so 20 to 30 is like, I cannot remember the percentage, let's say 10%. So you yeah. can only get tax relief on a max of 10% of your earnings. So if you yeah. earn 40 grand, 10% of 40 grand is 4,000. So the yeah. max relief you can get is four grand. You can still put 10 grand into your pension, but you'll only get tax relief on four of it. Perfect. And yeah. that increases the older you get. Um, so Perfect. if you purchase a 40, you can contribute more and get tax relief on it. Yeah, which I think is important. If someone okay. didn't realize that, they're like, oh, great. And they're contributing all this much. Yeah. They only have contributed for the purpose of saving tax. So that's always a decision to make when you're paying a, a additional pension. You want to, I suppose, the goal is to maximize how much you're allowed to pay and get a tax saving on and and maximize that, I suppose, every year would be would be a goal. And then obviously it's, it's, it's important to invest your money and be smart with your money anyway. So on top of that, invest what you like. But while we get yeah. allowance every year for a you know, tax-free amount we can pension, it's, it's, it's a good idea to exploit that as much as you can and use right up yeah, to your absolutely. limit. Perfect. Okay, so I have a few questions here um one is any top tips for someone going self-employed it's very general uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you're going self-employed once you earn over five grand um in the year you have to register for income tax and you have to file tax returns um 31st of october the year after any tips my top tip would be to set up a business account straight away do not mix it with your personal account i promise you will lose track and you think you won't but you will um so straight away from the back, set up a business account and only use that for your business transactions because you need to keep track of all your expenses. Start keeping your receipts and start tracking it straight away. Um, that would be my top tip initially is just get a business account separated from your personal finances and put everything through it and start even in Excel, start keeping a basic Excel of, of all your costs and stuff because you forget setting up a website, paying someone for this, you know, yeah. just make sure you, you, you just start from the very get go. Yeah, brilliant. Perfect. Um, are essential workers who work during COVID entitled to extra tax back? No. No. Perfect. No. Unfortunately. Great answer. No. <laughs> no, no, maybe they could be getting it. I think um, essential workers are getting a bonus um, of a thousand euro from the government, which is fantastic. They should be getting way more than that in my eyes, but that's not taxed, which yeah. is great. Yeah, so they're just sending that to your account as a thank you note, but no, you don't get any extra yeah. tax relief. Um, tax tax implications for Irish companies with people working remotely abroad. So if you are employed with an Irish based company, um, and I think I think what this person is asking is if they work for the company, but the company is allowing saying, okay, you have to keep working from us, but you're allowed to live in Spain. Um, mm. What are the tax complications? That's kind of a complicated question and that answer. is a complicated question and that is causing <laughs> a lot yeah yeah that's causing a lot of headaches for employers to be honest you know there is potential depending on the nature of your work if you're a sales guy and you're signing contracts over in another country you could be setting up PEs but again I think that's just totally out of the realm for here but I would just make alert your employer that there could be tax yeah. tax implications if you are working abroad and make sure they're aware of where you are and how long you're yeah. there I don't think I now I'll fact check. I need to fact check myself on this. But like you said, if you're not signing legal documents as a part of your job or, you know, official things like that, if you're just, let's say, if you're an IT worker and you just decide you want to work from Marbella instead of instead of Limerick for, you know, the year, 
but you're doing all the work for your employer and you don't have to the work you're like you don't even have to move as part of your job I don't think I think it just stays it stays the same as because you're still getting paid by your employer I feel like it stays the same because you're not working from a you're not working from a, a business place do you get what I'm saying yeah a place of business exactly now there's a loads of rule about PE and permanent establishment yes. permanent establishments and things like that and lots yeah. of case law from the employer perspective but sorry from the employee perspective yes um from your perspective if you lose if you're a tax resident in Ireland you're taxable in your worldwide income um if you become non-resident by moving to Madeira we're going to Madeira yeah. <laughs> um, if you lose your tax residence so you need to be in Ireland 183 days um, yeah. to be resident in Ireland then it doesn't matter because as you said you're working for an Irish employer an Irish trade you'll still be subject to Irish tax but I would be careful about the country you're in there could be rules there similar to Ireland that if you yeah. if you become tax residents in that country you could owe them some money yeah. so I would just have a quick it look complicated, if you're staying then. it does yeah if you're staying longer than six months it can, generally it's, it's, I, I'd it have a look yeah 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 um definitely definitely um that is that's just a conversation with your employer it's hard to give a straight answer for that it's a yes and no it's a it depends answer um so it depends on the country and everything yeah it, yeah it, that's a complicated one um so i move on um this person asked private ops i'm gonna struggle with this word hold on uh private obstet obstetrician consultant fees O B S T E T R I C I A obstetrician. Yeah. <laughs> they can claim obst obst. Oh yeah. It's a tough one. I, Jeez, any, but you can claim tax back on it. I that's the Any way of claiming back other than health insurance. <laughs> yes, they're entitled to twenty percent back on the amount that they didn't get refunded from the health insurance. That that goes for everything, by the way. Perfect. So if okay. your if your health insurance covers half. Then you can only claim half, twenty percent of the other half. Um, this is actually a good question. What tax exemptions are available for musicians? So people who work in the Stuart arts and the entertainment industry, do they have any special tax yeah. exemptions? They do. Yes, if you there's an artist exemption, and if you meet the conditions, you can earn fifty grand worth of income in Ireland tax free. So wow. there's certain conditions that need to be met. Yeah, yeah. So that like your 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 albums, your your artwork, um, wherever the case may be. Um, that you this is very high level now. Obviously, go in and have a look and yeah. see if you qualify. But if you qualify, there is that there. Attached, attached to it. You probably would have to be a full exactly. position. You probably have to work at least twenty hours a week. You know, there's all those things. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. You say fifty thousand free. You mean no PR. PAYE, no PRSI, no USC, completely 100% tax free. That's yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, we should be musicians. So yeah, if you're if you're yeah up to fifty thousand, which would be a fantastic wage for musicians. So that's great. Um, this person just says single parent tax credits with a question mark. Yeah, is there one? Yes, I'm assuming there is absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, yes, there is a single parent tax credit that you're entitled to until your child is 18 um or if they go into full-time education after that um third level education you're entitled to that now you have to be separated legally to be entitled okay. to that or single single or legally separated to be entitled to that okay you get an extra tax credit perfect and you claim that when you're on revenue and you you have to state what your what 
tax credits you are. Now, there's a lot of tax credits other than the ones we mentioned. They're not the ones there is. They're automatic. This is one. Like if you if you care for if you have someone who lives with you who are you care for you, I think you get another tax credit. There's a yeah. whole list of them. Um, that I'm sure you could go to revenue and you could see. Do you? So what? Yeah. Or even find out those. So when you're actually filing your tax return, they're all there as well. So you may as well click into each one and see. You know, do they apply to? There's an age tax credit, a blind person tax credit. There's so many out there. The ones we touched on today, where I, I was kind of having our demographic I suppose in my head um in terms of the most yeah. common for us I suppose but there are other ones that, like like that home care tax credit incapacitated child um tax credits and things like that so it's definitely yeah. worth Perfect. having a look but they normally apply to the minority rather than the the, the general whole which is you know which is but something mm-hmm. to keep in mind sorry just another question I get a lot a lot um if you years ago I've, I've had people like oh I think I gave my details to some tax back company before and like they just yes. do it but they take money off me I mean you can do it yourself like take take them off that when you log into your ROS their bank details are going to be in where your bank details should be so that's so that they get your refund into their account they take some off and then you get the balance once you do this once it is so easy I promise once you've done this there like yeah. once you navigate around you do it in 10 minutes genuinely wouldn't you and yeah. it's the same for the rest of your working life so you may as well just do it yourself get the money back yourself because you know sometimes it's not huge so every euro that you're entitled yeah. to you may as well have absolutely. yourself ab- ab- so that's absolutely just- um definitely mm-hmm. i 100 agree i'm definitely an advocate for educating yourself and empowering yourself to know to know this information and doing it yourself i i if you're trusting another company to do, do it for you they might be you, you're entitled to so much more and it's definitely something you can do yourself um i've actually never i did one you know when i was in student years which i wasn't paying much tax anyways this one i'll be doing now this weekend because i'm just i'll be i started working 2018 so this will be actually my first one i'm going to ever do is is this weekend so i'm also oh, excited your, your zoom course i'll be doing it i'll be 100 percent. i'll be there for it um, so I'm very excited. Me too. I hope you get loads of money back. I, I hope you don't owe any money. I hope. Or, <laughs> oh, you so the I, I, I know I wasn't. Thank God. Um, but, oh, uh, sorry. I, what was I going to say? But I should. I had braces anyway, so there'll be a few. Oh, brilliant! Um, That's brilliant. Oh, there will. Yeah, That's yeah. So it's, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. Yeah. It is. Free um, money. Yeah. So this person asks, any tips and resources for prepping for the AITI exams? Um, my tips are exam papers. Um, get to the exam papers. Um, the AITI exam, sorry, is the Irish Tax Institute Professional Tax Exams. And you know what? They are so doable. But my advice would be get the exam papers sooner than later. I was kind of that person where I was like, oh, no, I need to know everything before I get to the exam papers. Not yeah. ditch it. Get to the exam papers, get into the structure of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's very doable. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Every accounting exam I did, I always start with the exam papers. Just get into the questions and just you'll learn through doing the questions repetition. So yeah, I think that's a really, really great tip. Oh, this person that actually asked, where is the best place to arrange tax back? I'm assuming she means a company. And um, our advice is to finish this podcast, watch the Zoom, and you'll be well able to do it yourself. So we are giving no answer for that one. one. Yeah, I like 100%. What's that saying? Give a man a fish, feed him for a night. Give him yes. fishing, teach him how to feed him for life. It's something like that. Teach him how to fish, he feeds for yeah. life. It's a very good quote. We're close enough. You get the concept. <laughs> Learn how to Yeah, feed. exactly. 
yeah learn yeah. how to fish guys yeah <laughs> and it's and it's like you said it, like from what i've heard anyways revenue is very the site is very navigatable navigatable it's it very easy to use yeah like all you're doing is taking your bills and putting in the amount and it'll 20% and you'll be, be absolutely fine um yes it's this person asks uh the time the allowed time to work outside ireland and tax implications of it okay this is another complicated tax question there is no straightforward answer to that um no. Yeah, yeah. It's case by case basis. Check your residency and check the country you're going into. I think that if if, if you if, if you're going into that level of detail, you probably will need to sit down with a tax consultant or someone educated in tax and and educate yourself properly. There, it's it's a very complicated. There's lots of. It's a very yeah. complicated answer for that for that question. It depends. Yeah. So I'm sorry we can't give you a yes or no quick answer, but um, unfortunately, it's, yeah, it's not black and white. <laughs> yeah um how does tax work if you get a bonus are you better putting it straight into pension that's actually a very good question i know we touched on it so when when employers says you're getting a bonus how does it work better put in pension should they take it in shares all those options what is your opinion on it um so unfortunately there's no great answer here um if you were in the higher rate of tax on over 36 thousand your bonus is going to be taxed at the higher rate um, so essentially 52%. Now, if you put into your pension, you're going to save tax that way as long as you're not meeting the limits, as I mentioned. If you swap it for shares, it doesn't make a difference because the value of the shares you're still taxed on. So that won't actually make a difference in terms of helping you with tax. One very small tip I can make is that if you ask your employer to give you a 500 share one for all voucher and as part of it instead, you save 250 tax. Um, so employers are allowed to give their employees up to 500 euro um, tax free. So if you're owed a, a thousand euro bonus, instead of 52% of that being taxed and you're only getting say 500, um, you can get 500 euros a one for all, that's not gonna be taxed. Then 500 euro to your payroll, that will be taxed, that's 250. So 500 plus 250 is then. Does that make sense? That's a, if you've ever wondered why employers give out like Christmas bonuses and one for alls, that's why, um, to avoid you being yeah. taxed. But that's actually a very, very good, um, good tip. One for all, and I think there's like some sort of a, a, like a company that you get like a debit card. It's essentially like a like oh, a yeah. temporary debit card. The same thing, one for all or this card. It's a it, which is essentially yeah. like hundred euros on a card. So yeah, great great tip actually. I, yeah yeah, perfect. Um, first year in business, what's best to do with my account side of things? So it's similar to what we touched on before. You said set up a separate business account, a bank account bank statements completely yeah. separated from yourself yeah that's the main thing absolutely so many people get so caught up in it and they're like oh i'm only just starting i'm only just doing it on the side or i'll just put it into my account yeah. and then before you know it you have no idea when you're trying to do a tax return then you've no idea was that uh, yeah. was that did i buy a laptop was that uh, yeah. 10 yeager bombs and coppers not sure what can i put yeah. through here so yeah is it true you can you can claim back on your household bins through tax no, no i've not heard not of that either um, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> um, so just uh, as a last one on the questions on my side for someone who's you know starting up their own business should they um trade as a sole trader or should they set up as a company in their first year what is do you get that question at all of people asking that yeah so again that depends that's a case yeah. by case basis it depends how much money you're going to be earning i mean usually in your first year well, okay, see, it just, just depends 
Yeah, exactly. Loss making and you, you wouldn't be making a lot. So you wouldn't really need to be going and incorporating a company. When you incorporate a company, there is a lot of kind of compliance with that. Yes. And, you know, filing your, your company tax returns and your company is a separate legal entity. So yes. the profits your company makes are the profits of your company. Not and your when you want to pay yourself, no, you're taxed on that. Now, that would be fine if you're happy to keep the money in the company and keep it growing in the company. But I think as a rule of thumb, I think when if you're below maybe income of maybe 60 70 grand from your from whatever trade you're carrying on you're better off kind of saying self-employed but if you think it's going to be getting bigger and bigger then it might be better to to consider a company yeah perfect yeah 100 percent. is it financially better to claim this year's expenses next year as this only adds to your credits i'm not sure what this question is asked oh you do um what they mean is it's the same thing. So they're like, okay, I'm do that 800 euro for my dentist appointment in January. Should I put that through now and increase my tax credits or should I wait till next year and get it as a refund? The answer is it makes no difference whether you get that 800 euro now spread out for the rest of the year or whether you wait till next year. Okay, perfect. Um, becoming self-employed on a commission basis, important tax considerations, question mark. Becoming self-employed on a commission basis. On a commission basis. So I'm wondering, I'm going to speculate this person is going to start some sort of card business. So every time they sell a car in their self-employed business, they're giving themselves a commission. Something like that. I don't know. Self-employed on a commission basis. Well, again, regardless, if you're becoming self-employed, if you're earning over five grand net profit, then you need to register for income tax, file tax returns, pay preliminary tax, yeah. Um, and you need to start keeping track of your income and your expenses. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I suppose I, I'd answer that question. It doesn't matter how irregular your income is. So if you're paying yourself and as, on a self-employed basis commission, it doesn't matter if you only get two commissions a year or you're getting them commission every month as if it was like a normal pay slip. You still have to do your self-assessment tax return, like you just mentioned. I think maybe yeah, that's exactly. Um yeah. And then one is how best to know when married if to go joint or separate. We answered that. They said both and higher tax rate. So they know the answer now. Um, how to work out tax due on pop payment. Is there a way to work out what you tax you pay? If you just log on to log on to Roz, you can just do that and it, it'll be there. Or if you knew you were getting 300 a week for however many weeks, weeks multiply that amount and then multiply by maybe 20% if, it's, if you're under the 36,000 in the yeah. year or 40 percent if you're over okay perfect and um, this one is asking can you still claim the working from home benefit when is the cutoff for that is it still ongoing no cutoff ongoing yeah it was actually in place before covid so yeah there's no oh was it oh, i didn't even know that that's yeah funny. yeah um, can you claim both personal and employee tax credit or just one thanks a million both you're entitled to both yeah. they're automatic one is saying, got heavy tax on last paycheck. Any way to claim this back tax at almost 50%. Like we said, you were probably emergency taxed. You need to get in, in contact with your HR department and get them to sort that out for you, which should be fine. Yeah. Get your Roz. Why can you make a grand a year tax-free on a single stock, but not a fund? Yeah, so there's a CGT exemption, their capital gains tax exemption yeah. that everyone's entitled to um, of 1,270 a year. So if you sell... An asset subject to CGT, you get that CGT relief. Unfortunately, funds are treated separate. Funds aren't subject to CGT. Funds are subject to income tax rates. Yeah. Um, so that's why you don't get it, unfortunately. Best way to reduce CGT from selling shares from work scheme. Thank you. 
So the best way to avoid reduce his, his capital gains tax bill from selling his shares from his work scheme. Um, so unfortunately, there's not much you can do here. You can include um, selling costs, any costs you incur, taxman or illegal, that you need to sell the shares. You can just make sure you sell enough to equal that 1,270 exemption so you don't pay any tax. You sell enough every year to just have that gain. Yeah. Um, or the only other thing is if you have losses, any CGT losses, you can offset them against okay. any gain. Okay. There's not a whole lot. Okay. Um, yeah, perfect. So for, for people who don't know, capital gains tax is capital gains tax is tax you pay when you sell your assets and shares count as an asset. So you get, let's say if you sold something for 2,000 euros in a year, minus the 1270 tax credit, your gain is the balance of that and you pay tax on that, which is 33%. So a way to avoid paying, which is quite high, to avoid paying that tax, you're saying sell shares every year over 20 years equals whatever credit you get, that would net your gain to zero well, and as well, it's minus costs incurred. So if you, let's say, for example, you bought a house, you have to pay the sister, you have to pay all these things. They take away from how much tax you have. So let's say if it was 100,000 euros yeah. out, minus, let's say, 1,000 euros in fees, take the 1,000 euros away, take the 1270 off, the balance that you pay 33% CGT on. Um, yeah. So the only two ways, that's the only two ways. And, and really, it's very hard to reduce your CGT bill. Um it's very circumstantial, but that's the only two straightforward ways. Make sure you include all your fees you incur and in the case that you're not going to sell the house for 1,270, but maybe for shares. So yeah, okay. Yeah. This one says, tax due on US dividends, please. So paying tax on foreign dividends. So if you're getting dividend income into your Irish account on, 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 fo on from foreign investments, so. Yes. So as I mentioned there, if you're Irish tax resident and you're subject to tax on your worldwide income, which will be including your US dividends, um, she's probably subject to tax over in the US on it too, but there's usually a double tax credit release that you can claim so you're not being doubly taxed. Yeah, um, okay. So be letting revenue know, listen, okay, you you have absolutely have to pay Irish tax on the dividends. Say dividends are a thousand euros. You have to pay tax in the normal way. You add it to your income for the year. You pay tax in the normal way. But if you've also paid tax in America, you go to revenue, say, listen, I've already paid hundred euro tax in the states they will give you a, they will take that away they have a big calculation they do to figure this out they yes. will take that off your bill for irish tax so you're not paying double tax they will be yes exactly. in a nutshell in, yeah. a, in a nutshell but that's another one that's a, it's a there's a whole equation to figure it out but that's in a nutshell yeah you do absolutely have to pay tax on it and there's there's no avoiding that um yeah claiming tax back on your pension you are paying into prsa yourself and not through your employer. So I suppose it's a house. That was the same as the ABC. Yeah, you just log on to your ROS um, in section three of the tax credits, go into your uh, pension and pop it in, pop in the details. Okay, perfect. Uh, last two questions. If you are a sole trader, can you pay your wife 12,000 per year and be tax-free? Now that depends. I mean, you're playing her as an employee, I think is what they're saying, then yeah, you can deduct it and it would be tax-free for her. So yeah, that can be beneficial if she is helping with the trade she's yeah. meant to be, for, you know, yeah, it's for the purposes of the business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's, no, that's a good idea. No, no, no legal, um, no legal practices on this podcast. No tax evasion here. No, no tax evasion. Here. But if she is working about, I think it's about 20 hours a week, 
you can pay her just enough under the under the threshold that she doesn't have to pay tax so if you're married and you're sharing and you can deduct it yeah and you can deduct it yeah as you've paid it yeah. off to somebody so that is a very clever way to and, yeah, and depending on how much money she wants to be paid <laughs> it, it might be <laughs> worth her time or might not so that's a conversation for your wife <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that's between the two that's between the two of you but that actually that is a very yeah. smart, um approach uh last question what are the tax implications if you wanted to work remotely abroad in the eu for six months okay that's kind of going back to the previous question we've kind of already addressed that one yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah rewind yeah. rewind <laughs> that one yeah but um yeah. those are all the questions we've covered loads um All right, everyone. So we've gone through everything we plan to go through. Income tax in a nutshell, emergency tax in a nutshell, put payments in a nutshell, and we answered all your questions. Um, we hope that you've learned something here today. Uh, we hope that you feel empowered to go do your tax turn. You absolutely should. I hope you get back loads of money. Um, I just want to say a huge thanks to Marie for coming on and doing God's work, teaching the people of Ireland about tax. <laughs> it is so important that people don't know, and I think your page the more time you invest into that page, it's just going to grow and grow. It's fantastic and fair play to Bula Bus. And thanks a million for giving me your time, Stephen, and sharing your tax expert brain with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, we can make it a yearly thing. Every time there's a budget, we'll do <laughs> budget breakdowns. Yeah. Our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah tell you now um women in accounting and finance we love to see it <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah lads talk to you later and um see you next week bye